Hello and welcome to episode number 43 of the Armin Show podcast. This one is part two about the books that I had read in the past, continuing off of the last episode. And here we go. This one, the first book I want to mention is The Brain, The Story of You by David Eagleman. So I read this book and it was one of the early books that I took notes on across the pages. I didn't organize it in the sections like I do now. Now I use the author's subsections whenever I take notes because they already put them in there. But in the past, I would take notes by pages, which was okay to be able to find them again, but it doesn't really guide you when you're looking at them in the future. He talked about the brain, the nucleus accumbens being fired up when you have uncertainty in place. It's a section of the brain. If you have a tumor pressing on the amygdala, it can change your character. Maybe if it limits the amygdala in its function, it can limit your fear and aggression. What? Yeah. That actually is a thing. They have found tumors impinging on the amygdala in the brain. The brain, our brain does, we decipher squiggles. We figure out what it means as far as language or the message. It does it so smoothly. The brain is uh, wonderful at pattern recognition, processing, visual processing, and the like. Oh, this was one quote I took from the book. I liked it very much. Everything happened right here in in the darkness of the skull. So all things in the world that we processed, they happened in our head which is a dark area you know our skull encloses it our brain was there the whole time so it's funny right we see the outside world we do all these things but all the processing is inside in a dark room kind of like the computers that google has they have just oodles and oodles of computers databases sitting in rooms just processing all your search Results, shout outs to my internet rap where I mentioned all your search results accumulating daily and what Google will do with them. Cool book about the brain. The author was not up for an interview, David Eagleman, but maybe in the future he has a new book. I'll check back with him. Next book is called The Planet Remade by Oliver Morton. I did not read through it. I started it, I have a little bit of notes, but it was about the planet, how we can remake it in a more efficient way. I think some of the stuff written about it is happening. We have no choice. We have to manage our energy requirements. Next book, classic, The Idealist. The Idealist. So this one, I did an interview with the author. This book was about Aaron Schwartz. Schwartz. He was a tech guy, created, co-created Creative Commons that people use to allow others to use their works. With Creative Commons, you can allow somebody to use your work completely or with credit. He helped create that. He was a tech guy, and he took a lot of risks. I took full notes on this book. He was about nonprofits enhancing technology for the people. He went to release research papers for free on the internet. 
and this was where he got into issues. They sent him to good old, well, they wanted to send him to jail, but long story short, he he eventually committed suicide after there was too much pressure put on him to not do the things he was doing, uh, and he was against that. He wanted to release many, many research papers for all to be able to use. That was just one of the things. Basically, his themes were content for the people, and he would be one who would, for example, support net neutrality, a current issue that we have. Based on this information, we think, you know, when the person departs from the earth, we should think about what they were representing. His life was the one system he could control, is a quote from the book. And he could control that because he couldn't control all the other systems we have in place for content distribution or right now the internet being controlled or managed. I think he ended life at around 25, age of 25, which is disappearing from the world. Any concepts from this? He looked at things like Project Gutenberg, which released many different books. He would be into those kinds of things where information could be released to the public. Yeah. He tried multiple databases that he downloaded and released to get the content out there. What a cool guy. Next one is A Crude Look at the Whole. This was by John H. Miller, Carnegie Mellon, and the Santa Fe Institute. He did an interview. We did an interview together. Wonderful guy. And his book, fabulous. It connected so many concepts. It's kind of on the same category of complexity as Scale by Jeffrey West, but obviously the topics are a little different. In this book, he described the economic collapse of 2008 was based on the desire to break things down into simple parts and representing all people as a mega consumer at that time. So that wasn't the way to go. Everybody was treated as one consumer. That's what led to the real estate housing crash in 2008. We could have one in the near future. Who knows? I can't predict all the happenings of the future he mentioned a lot about demand and supply let me pause here so i can gather my thoughts well you'd be shocked how long that pause was so i don't even remember the train of thought that i had at the time so a crude look at the whole john h miller i recommend the book i enjoyed it slime molds can do things that are intelligent. That's one reason I'd recommend reading the book. That's right. You can examine a slime mold and what it does to respond to a stimulus and move, and it does things that are intelligent. Humans are not so far ahead of slime molds. Cool. On to the next one. Skeptic, Michael Shermer. I've read it. I've also read his book, The Moral Arc. I mentioned that before, I think. Great guy. And... He talks about morals, being skeptical of the things that you are presented with. You should always do that. You should never accept things as they are. You see something, counter it. What is this? Why? Why is this showing up? Ask these questions. 
the the industries of the future this book i took notes on i don't think i did an interview talks about what the future will involve like with robots driverless cars now these things are already happening gene editing genome sequencing these are on the way started already driverless cars uber with volvo or other companies self-driving cars do we need people actually driving cars anymore or do you even need to have a car you just get transported obviously in the long time future we don't even need transport what are we doing going here and there but for now uh we'll have in the near future i don't know 10 years hard to say cars that just take you around you rent them in some form obviously in the long future i always look at the long future where we're going because i see the steps on the way but it all boils down to constant dopamine some form of continuous happiness pleasure center reward system do we need to actually move around what's all this driving and moving we're doing it's hard to say but that's long in the future for now we have these things which are neat but they move quickly and the last one I'll include in this one is Dark Matter and the Dinosaurs, Lisa Randall. It's about the universe. I interviewed her, wonderful Harvard professor, knowledgeable, very knowledgeable, has done just the amount of content she's written and spoken in and has videos of is off the charts. Her CV online is just huge. It was about the universe. I asked some cool questions I was interested in. The universe is obviously large. She was looking for gravitational waves. Uh, which represents something larger. Dark matter is something we can't see in our normal way of detecting. So it has to be detected other ways. We try our best to examine the larger universe. I will conclude this episode there. Some more of the books I've read. I don't know if this is motivating any of you to read. That's kind of the underlying theme of some of this. Get in there. Get that book reading done. Long live knowledge. And onward we go to... Who knows? But this is the end of episode 43. We are out.